This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What's up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday, sponsored by truckstop.com. And as always, no matter what hat you wear, truckstop.com has all the tools you need to manage loads and drive profits. I guess for the last few weeks, I've been wearing a hat. And so that little statement made more sense. But as you can see, uh, I'm not wearing a hat here. I hope you guys can hear me out okay. I know last week, again, I'm not understanding my little uh, microphone little thing here. It's kind of going out of whack. Uh, so it kind of sounds like I'm I'm a little echoey. Hey, what's going on, Doug, there? I see you change your profile picture, it seems, uh, from the last time you and I spoke there. Uh, but anyways, I hope everyone had a great weekend. I had a busy weekend, which made it kind of fly. <laughs> I see that, Doug, there. I see it. Uh, which kind of made it fly on past, you know, kind of all in this one weekend. I have no, uh, kind of nothing fun to talk about. But all in this weekend, you know, my sister got engaged, which, of course, she was surprised about. And also, I finally closed on a house. I bought a little farm, kind of in the little village I live in, on the outskirts of town there. So that's where I'm moving to. You know, I grew up on the farm. I left for the big city. And it appears... Uh, I'm kind of, you know, kind of going back there. I'm actually going to show y'all. Maybe, I don't know if I can pull it up here. Whoops. I'm not trying to show my screen here. I'm trying to show a picture. All right, cool. Here's uh, the little piece of paradise that I bought here. I'm not going to move into it, you know, to the end of uh, this year probably because there's a couple things I want to do, like put up a, uh, like a shed type thing. I'm trying to load it in. May not load in. Boom. Here it is. There's that little guy there. You can't really see much, but it's back behind the trees. It's only about five acres or such. I'll pull up another picture maybe to see a little bit better here. But it currently has a little bit of barns, you know, some stuff that's uh, a little bit too old for my taste. And so I'm actually going to um, kind of make it bigger. Oh, here's another picture. I'm sorry, it's, it's loading so slow on my end, but kind of here it is. Little house, you know, there's a guy who, as you can see, kind of in the truck in the front there. Um, he's not a truck driver. Well, not, you know, for... Uh, pay or whatever he just does that for his like racing um his racing stuff there but that's where it's at you know about last time you know last year at this time i was living um in a townhouse in scottsdale arizona which is the complete opposite of um what that farm looks like but before we get started i do want to mention i feel a little groggy or cloggy <laughs> or whatever, as you will. I am negative for the COVID, for the corona. So no worries there. I didn't want to point out because I feel like I'm choking, um, you know, trying to swallow here. But anyways, I really can't believe it's August. I mean, it's July. I just looked up July 20th. It is essentially or basically August now. I mean, it's absolutely insane. But if you're like me, I'm waiting for this whole 2020 to kind of get right past us anyways. Because um, I'm definitely tired of the 2020. Mary, I see you too. Appreciate the love there. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to a new year. Maybe a new year, new me, a lot earlier than what I should be. Uh, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm actually here today or tonight to talk about shippers. Specifically, how to land the big shippers or land the shippers with the most freight. I think that's a goal for at least everybody watching on the Facebook Live or listening to the podcast. Um, or unless you want to be in this industry because there's not a lot of positives besides the money when you really look at it. But, you know, in, anyways, 
I think the question about it is, or talk about how to get shippers, basically is how to do it. Or how do you land these accounts? Because we all know they're out there, but how do you do it? And that's essentially the million dollar question or the million dollar answer, because whoever knows how to do it or knows the answer to that question, well, they're the ones who are the most successful, you know, in this industry. And that's what I want to talk to you today about because it may help you land accounts. And this could be, you know, maybe you're a freight agent trying to get, you know, more freight, or maybe you're a freight broker trying to get to the next level, or even a truck driver trying to learn from the tips that, you know, freight brokers and freight agents use every day because they're all about the same. You know, the tips and tricks and resources are all about the same. You just have to put, you know, your hat in that equation, if you will. If you're a truck driver, you do the same thing. You're just a truck driver, so you kind of just tweak it out a little bit. But, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. You know, I always say when I started out back in 2009, uh, back in 2010, of course it was on the brokerage side. On the brokerage side, it was at uh, TSG, which now they're like Redwood, you know, logistics, whatever. But there, I was trained by an experienced broker. Basically, I learned, you know, by shadowing him, by working on his counts and learning what he did to do it out on my own. I basically did that for about six months, maybe eight months, you know, shadowing under him, you know, learning his accounts before I got out on my own. And now I want to say, just like you, right when I got out on my own, I thought this thing was easy. I quickly realized it was not easy. Okay. The job as a freight broker, extremely easy. You know, computers are doing it, but landing accounts was not as easy as what I thought it, you know, thought it would be. Or what I thought the training guy or the guy training me said it would be, you know, the first, you know, those six, eight months during and even afterwards, I was constantly asking questions, you know, constantly learning. The Facebook groups weren't as popular as they are, are now when I first started. So I didn't have those, you know, to kind of turn to, even though I was creating one at that time. But uh, I was constantly asking questions about like how to do this job until one day I asked the dude who was training me like, look, how do you land these good accounts, okay? How do you get them? I'm calling everybody under the moon virtually and I cannot get these people. And he basically answered, I only focus on great accounts, okay? I asked, how do you land these good accounts? And he answered by, I only focus on the great accounts. And now at first, that honestly seemed very unsatisfying or an unsatisfying answer, you know, to my question until I realized, that was actually the million dollar answer to the million dollar question. It's really what we all wonder, which I wondered at the time, I should say, you know, at least I wondered, you know, how do you do it? And he answered it. It was just by focusing on the great accounts because basically it's by the numbers. You know, if you call on a hundred people, you don't expect to get all hundred. Okay. We all know that we expect to get like five, maybe one. <laughs> and you know, it's a good day. That's just how it works in this industry. But, by focusing on the great accounts, you can really achieve these positive numbers. And now, as I said, the problem that I had early on, I call everybody under the moon. You know, I would call people shipping, you know, tires, boxes, you know, uh, food, you know, anything, books, bottles, anything to get my hands on, whoever would basically give me time of the day. I wasn't the only one. Basically, everybody starts out like this to build their book of business. Uh, it's not bad. It's definitely not bad cold calling shippers or, you know, picking, you know, calling three shippers and tires, three shippers in food industry, three shippers in, you know, I don't know, uh, building materials. But without a plan, you're kind of just doing it all willy nilly. Okay. 
And that's what I was doing in the beginning, just like everybody else, because I didn't have a niche, a niche, a niche. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. I didn't have a plan on what I was going to focus, focus it on to be successful. I was just kind of blindly going, you know, at it. And I think, you know, again, we all do it this way, you know, especially if you're learning how to make a brokerage like I did. That's kind of how you do it. But the successful people, the successful people in this industry, whether you're a truck driver, a freight agent, a freight broker, will tell you not to, and they will all tell you, hyper-focus on great accounts, okay? Just as I was saying, when you try to move all the accounts or service all the freight, you actually end up working more for less money. We all know that in any job we work at, whether it's in trucking or not, we try to be a people pleaser just to land accounts and it turn, turned out being a bigger headache or work more for less money. No one who is successful does that, okay? That's why we don't need to do that. To hyper-focus, we have to zero in on what we want to become an expert on. And this is actually a serious question you have to ask yourself. What do I want to move? What do I want to zero in on? Um, you know, what do I want to hyper-focus on? For example, I always use it because I worked in, you know, food grade shipper, you know, industry. But if I wanted to move, you know, like food grade material stuff, I would first make a list about 50 to 100, you know, companies that are currently in that market, okay? You know, from there, I would actually slim it down to about 25 to 50 um, of the biggest players out of that list and kind of divide them out, you know, on a, on a hyper-focused list, if you will. Depending on where you live or depending on where you're based out of, that, that list may be bigger or shorter. You know, if you're in the central Illinois area where I'm at, that list is probably going to be about, you know, 50 people. If you're in the Chicago region, you know, like maybe Phoenix, uh, Chattanooga, that list should be like over 100. should be like 150 people on that list of in the niche that you want to go after. But out of that, you only want it to be like a fourth, okay? And kind of play it out how you want to do it, maybe half what have you, of the major players of uh, in that arena, <laughs> I guess. So the basically, as I said in the beginning, the reason why you want to do that, because in this spray game, it's literally like shooting fish in the barrel. And so when I started, you know, 9, 10, 11 years ago, shooting fish in the barrel with me was shooting, you know, 14 shotgun blasts in, during the tire industry, 14, you know, 15 shotgun blasts towards like uh, food grade shippers, you know, coffee, water, government freight, all that jazz, and it definitely did not make me successful. Until I focused on one thing, I told y'all what that was, basically general food grade crap. <laughs> That's what it was. I mean, we're talking about boxes, we're talking about the plastic wrap, um, the packaging for all that, and a lot of it, I'm gonna get down into it with the steps I'm about to talk about, but a lot of that was because I used my experience from working at the shippers and what have you, in the brokerage to land those accounts because I spoke the lingo. I kind of knew the lanes you were going. Uh, but anyways, I'll get into that in a minute because I want to go through the seven steps. I have them written down down here. Uh, but basically, those seven steps I want to talk to you about with examples are basically identify your niche or your niche, whatever. Know your why. Make a list, as we just talked about. Get into the nitty-gritty. Get their attention. Create an intro plan create a follow-up strategy, extremely important we're gonna get into, um, and maintain an account. So I guess there's like eight, okay? But we're gonna go through all of those. The first one, as I said, identify your niche. Um, above, like I said, I worked in food grade stuff, so we're gonna talk about food grade, okay? But maybe yours is like building supplies um, or tires, two extremes, you know, one extreme to the next. But anyway, anyways, 
if it was just like food grade stuff, you know, like I was saying, I worked on a food grade shipper. That's all I'm going to look at, you know, um, by identifying my niche. If I want to move food grade stuff, boom, that's what I got. I'm going to start thinking about that. I'm going to start thinking about the companies I want to move, you know, what they move, what their purpose is, you know, who are the players. That kind of moves into another one. But um, start thinking like that. Secondly, you know, why pick you? As I said above, you know, the one above was know your why. That's my second. Why pick you? Okay. And what ways would shippers benefit from using you? Okay. Knowing your why before reaching out to these people will actually help you be more confident whether you're talking to them on the phone or meeting them face to face. Because when people ask you what you do, if you're struggling or you have a you know a list of things you do, you're not really confident in what you do. Okay. And working out a shipper, I could tell you. People in decision-making positions, they can smell those people out. And it's not bad, it's just people with million dollars worth of freight or responsible with you know moving large amounts of freight. They need something a little bit more confident in what they do. But not only that, not just being confident, you know, why picking you or knowing your why. Um, it helps you realize that you're not in business to try to be better than everybody else. You're in business because you're highlighting or wanting to highlight why you are different than everybody else. And that indirectly or directly, however you slice it, kind of makes you better, okay? Businesses are out there because they're not out there trying to compete normally against each other to get bigger. They're out there because they're trying to get you know their point across that they're different and that's what makes them <laughs> better essentially you know that's the reason why there's 150,000 freight brokerage companies out there i'm not saying that's an accurate number i just came up with that you know but it could be in any industry i mean knowing that why or being different that could be if you're experiencing all the moving parts maybe you had you know an experience on the shipping side you know like i had maybe you had experience as a driver now you're a broker uh maybe you have connections with truck drivers in a way that most freight brokers don't i.e like I said, you worked in maybe dispatching at a trucking company. Maybe you were a trucker. Maybe you come from a family of truckers and you decided not to drive but work on the logistics side of the industry. Uh, maybe you've just been in the industry and noticed that there's a need for someone like you to kind of step in, um, kind of make some changes. Whatever that may be, you have to know your why uh, before approaching these big shippers and you're going to start realizing more and more as we go through these steps. But anyways... The third, uh, as I said, make a list, okay? That's what I was saying. Depending on where you live, your list could be 50 to 100, you know, a big list. It could be over 100, 200. It could be even smaller. Where I live now in the Central Illinois region, I'm probably looking at making a main list about 50 players in the food grade industry list, probably much lower than that. And out of that, picking like a fourth of them who are the major players who ship the most freight, who have the most trucks on their docks, the ones who are most likely going to give me the most freight on a daily or a weekly basis, kind of um, whatever I'm trying to go from. But again, like I said, let's say we're trying to make a list of 50 to 100 people. Out of that, out of that main list, we're going to divide it out, and out of that, pick like you know half of them, 25 to 50 of them, and hyper focus on those main players on that list. Okay. And like I said, my list will be, you know, in this example, food grade material shippers, okay? And if I had a list of 100 food grade material shippers, whether they ship food like Tyson or they ship boxes, 
or cans like Rexham, you know, whatever it may be. If I have a list of 100 people or 100 players who ship food grade material stuff, out of that, I'm going to hyper-focus on 25 uh, to the 50 people. You know, maybe like ADM, Bungie, Cargill, uh, Tate and Lyle, Tyson. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That's the list I will hyper-focus on. And I'm going to kind of... <laughs> I'm going to go into more detail about the hyper-focus here in a minute. Um, but next, I want to kind of like move into like what you're going to do. The fourth thing on the line which would be learn about the companies on your hyper-focus list. And this is my nitty-gritty part that I spoke with in my list of seven steps there. And now, I actually use an Excel sheet. You guys can use anything, you know, some CRM systems and whatever are great. But I still use a Google sheet or an Excel sheet to do this. But anyways, on that sheet, on your hyper-focus list, when you have like ADM, Bungie, Cargill, you know, what have you listed all the way down, you're gonna have different tabs, okay, with all these people. You're gonna have the name of the company, the number, whatever, the address, uh, but you're also gonna have decision maker. You're gonna have like, you know, the email, what they ship, frequency of shipping, uh, the job title, I mean, anything, okay? Anything to help you kind of learn about this company, what I call getting into the nitty gritty, okay? A lot of freight agents, all they do is pull up you know, Plossy Pack, Champaign, Illinois on Google, and call the number there and say, uh, hi, uh, who's the shipping manager at Plossy Pack? The gatekeeper is probably just gonna do whatever they can to get you on the phone. But if you call Plossy Pack here in Champaign and say, can I speak to, you know, Bob Johnson and shipping, they're probably gonna be like, hold please and transfer you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to learn about the company before you just go out there and contacting them uh, kind of all nitty gritty because you will go further. I guarantee you guarantee it if you call and ask for someone by name um, Then just ask for someone in charge, you know in shipping But also knowing nitty gritty if you you know call a shipper and you ask somebody by name and they get them on the phone Now what? <laughs> now they're on the phone a lot of people on this step struggle because it's sad to say but I've trained a lot of freight agents in my day it's sad to say but a lot of people struggle this step because they're so used or they have the anticipation that the person on the other end is either not gonna answer or they're not gonna get that far. And so they have a plan for this step. What you need to do is actually plan for this step, okay? I'm not saying trying to marry the shipper on the first phone call, but I'm saying once you get to this step, be confident in why you're calling and hopes or you know, in hopes to try to land a meeting or at least another phone call or a follow phone call uh, after this step. But that's more of kind of like an advanced training, I guess, once you land the shipper, what do you do? So I'm not gonna get into that. I'm just kind of going through the points, uh, you know, learning about the company, get the nitty gritty. Uh, but anyways, fifth on the list, you know, this, I don't know which one should go first, so they're not in order, is how are you going to get their attention? And I like this one because, you know, when I started again back in 2009, whenever that may be, you know, we were basically limited of finding shippers by, you know, buying lists. That was kind of big back in that time. Uh, buying lists, going to trade shows, network events. I mean, cold calling until you turn blue. Uh, word of mouth, that was also good too. I think people did a lot more word of mouth and valued, you know, personal referral relations back then than what they do now. But anyways, we were kind of, you know, at least I was limited in that space. And I was a young and when I started, so even before that, you know, when with these people, these veteran brokers in the industry, 
I can't even imagine how they were limited of finding shippers. But uh, anyways, in this day and age in 2020, you know, based on where we're at now, we live in a digital era, okay? This basically helped us to get, you know, massive amounts of people's attention all at once in any way possible, really, just by using ads. These could be Google ads, these could be Facebook ads, these could be what kind of ever ads, like, you know, ads in um, online magazine publications or, you know, video creators. It could be anything, even Facebook groups. You know, my buddy Kyle Graves, he's a power only freight broker. And guess what he has? He has a power only Facebook group. How about that? That just helps him, you know, uh, meet connections in the industry. He's meeting truck drivers who are interested in power only loads. He's interested in shippers who may have, you know, shipments for power only. He's meeting all that. He's also meeting, you know, trailer dealers looking to move trailers from point A to point B. You can't beat that. Okay. And that's why right now using digital social media ads, that's something else to learn or, you know, to figure out, you know, dive into. If you're interested in, you know, landing a mass amount of leads, leads with minimum work, that's just something to kind of look into. But not only that, there's other ways to kind of get attentions of um, or get the attention of shippers. Uh, I talked about in other videos like mailing them a package, you know, mailing them a long envelope set of a standard. I don't even have one uh, like a package, you know, whether a box or like an envelope instead of a standard, you know, piece of mail. Because, you know, when I get mail, I don't know who it is. It goes on that back shelf behind me, as you can see. It just stacks up, and I get to it when I get to it. But if I get a package, if I get something weird, you know, oddly shaped, you know, I'm going to open it up. I'm not the only one like that. You know, everybody is like that. Back in the day, you know, one of my first jobs, I, I was really wanting this job. What I did after the interview, I had a courier, you know, a local courier, deliver a thank you card uh, in the mail to the person I interviewed with only because I wanted her to see like, look, I've gone above and beyond. I kind of want this job. So anyways, doing things different in the industry, it may seem weird to some, but let me tell you, it gets the attention of other people because, you know, all awareness or all attention is good attention when you want it to come to, to you. That's negative. That's positive. You know, if I send a postcard to somebody like, oh, look, you know, hand deliver. Thank you for the interview. They probably laughed at it. However, I got the job. And so it's the same thing when trying to land a shipper. If you're trying to get their attention, send them something. You know, a lot of videos, you know, especially my trainings, if you took them one-on-one, -on -one, I talked about things like sending them donuts. There was a Dunkin' Donuts down in Phoenix that did personalized stuff on them that will write, like, you know, company's name on them, like Rexham or whatever. I keep saying that. Um, any company name on it, you know, write them on, on the donut. Anything to get these people's attention, you need to look into it. But beyond the donuts, I like the Google words, the Google keywords, the Facebook stuff, using social media, all that, because that's the era we live in, so we should use it. But again, earlier, as I was saying, I'm going to go to the, to the next one. The sixth one, I guess, is create an intro plan, okay? Once you capture these big players' attention, what are you going to do to introduce yourself? And I kind of touched up on this a few minutes ago, but are you gonna drive there, you know, and do a presentation? Are you gonna, you know, just call them and figure out their pain points and kind of make a plan for that, you know, plan for a follow-up? Are you just gonna email them some information and kind of do follow-up from there? Uh, so you keep on the front of their mind. What are you going to do, okay? This is something you need to start thinking about so you are prepared 
or when they do call you and ask for you to either tell them about yourself or when they ask you, hey, can you come and we want to talk to you or what can you do to help us? Okay. And don't forget, presentations are still great. I know a lot of people are kind of getting away from them, especially in the free thing, but we have iPads. You know, I have an iPad right here with my notes, um, but iPads are great. I mean, you can do iPads, do a presentation, boom. I have done it. I worked at a shipper where, you know, other carriers even, uh, you know, their sales guys and freight agents, freight brokers, they have user iPads too. You can also do the standard presentation. Every big shipper has those. Again, we're talking about big shippers here. We're not talking about Mary and Bob, you know, tractor supply down the road. Okay. But all big shippers like that, they have, you know, the capabilities of connecting because they expect that kind of stuff. So don't go in blindly. There is a story there. They are a pretty big carrier. Now they are, you know, when I had a meeting with them about five, six years ago, they weren't as big as they were, you know, they are now They're Chicago based. But anyways, they landed a meeting, you know, with us. And when he came in, he had nothing. It wasn't bad, but he didn't have a notebook to write notes. You know, he didn't have a business card to hand us, didn't have a presentation. Of course, we didn't need all that stuff. Excuse me, not even a business card. However, that's what I remember most about the meeting. Not the fact, you know, he talked about having cameras on the trailer and stuff. The takeaway after that meeting wasn't about the camera in the back of his trailer to, you know, minimize risk and claims and whatnot. It was a fact he didn't give me anything. I had to write everything down for my own information. I really didn't remember him. So kind of keep that back in your mind for your intro plan, okay? And now following from the intro plan, you need your follow-up plan, okay? And this is a very, very, very important step because as I said earlier, it's very rare you actually land a deal on the first meeting. You know, if you met in person, um, like I said, are you gonna email them two days later as a follow-up? Um, are you going to just give them, you know, shoot over some sample pricing to get their attention, like some general freight rates, uh, just so they can kind of compare where they're at compared to where you're at. Whatever you're going to do, whether it's going to be send promo stuff or just follow up an email, you need to have that follow-up plan. That's very important because as I mentioned just briefly, you know, earlier, it's sad to say, but I've trained a lot of freight agents and a lot of them. They get to the step and they freeze and don't know what to do because they never planned for it. Okay. They're so used to people hanging up on the phone or, you know, they never seen themselves getting to this point. They never planned uh, for the follow up. I'm a big believer in sending stuff to them. I've talked about it. You know, my great group sponsor, truckstop.com, they send me these sticky notes on a pallet. I love these things. Okay. I'm not, this is not the only place I received them. When I worked at shippers, when I worked at brokers, I used to get these babies like hotcakes, you know, sent to us, not just me, but everybody in the division or the office, because people know this coming in a weird package, it's weird, okay? And, you know, awkwardness creates curiosity. So this lands on my desk, I'm going to open it. And if it says ABC Logistics on the side, I'm gonna remember it every time I take a sticky note, cause I'm gonna use this, you know, use this thing every single day. It's not just that, it's your own promo stuff. It could be phone cases, things that people use, okay? That's the way you need to think. If you're trying to get people's attention, think new, think outside the box, think different, because that's how you are going to capture these people's attention. And lastly, I have to say, uh, you have to you know, keep following up, you have to maintain these accounts. Once you land these accounts, and you guys will land these accounts if you follow the steps, I guarantee it, okay? 
But once you land these accounts, you cannot get complacent. I know that's extremely easy or very easy to do in logistics, but you cannot do that because we all know in this industry, we are only as good as our last load. That's for you know truck drivers, unfortunately, freight agents, freight brokers, even shippers and receivers. Okay. People talk smack about, you know, like Americold and Kroger and blah, 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 all those bigger guys because they know how they are, you know, for some people. It's not like that for everybody, but some people have bad experience with it and that's all they remember. And that's all people joke about, okay? That's all I got. You know, basically for the uh, takeaway is this, you know, um, great, <laughs> I kind of forgot what I was gonna say, but landing great accounts, it takes time, you know, Basically, you're not going to land them in the first month. It's kind of like if you already do online advertising now, or if you kind of do social media ads and land shippers right now, you probably noticed real quick, it takes more than one month of ads to get results. It's the same thing with landing shippers and working on these. You know, if it was easy to land these shippers, everybody would have them. They want to be brokers. They want to be all these mega, you know, multi hundred million dollar brokerages with all the freight, giving them to drivers for less, or you know, right at market or less than market, okay? It does take time to get. Don't fall for the hype, you know, when you see all these training courses on Instagram saying get shippers now for $2.99 or buying lists for $2.99. Let me tell you people, they do not work. <laughs> I, I worked at the mega brokerages. That's how they try to get you. But like I said earlier when I started this whole thing, when I asked that dude, you know, who trained me, how do you land these good accounts? And he said, by only focusing on great accounts. That hit me. You know, that was like 10 plus years ago, and I still remember that. And I use that kind of motto, um, that kind of statement, and not just my logistics business, but my businesses outside of logistics, okay? Because it works the same throughout. If you focus on the best of the best, you will only get the best, okay? If you focus on the little, you know, Bob and Tom's and, you know, Mary and Bill's, you know, little shippers, you're getting one load a month type stuff, one load every three, you know, three weeks. You probably bid it on, you know, super cheap just to get the relationship started to get them. And typically they're more of a headache um, than a profit, <laughs> to be honest. So start focusing on the big players to get big results. Cause let me tell you, when you take these great, you know, these great loads from these, you know, name brand brokers off the load boards, and you're like, man, these are great accounts. How do you get them? Well, my friends, they only focus on great accounts or their salespeople hyper focused on great accounts. So truck drivers do what brokers do and do that. Freight brokers do that to up your game. Freight agents do that. So maybe one day you can have your own authority, but that's all I got today. Next week, actually in 10 days on July 30th, truckstop.com is hosting a free webinar for owner operators. Um, I'm actually going to post a link here. Uh, I just post a link in the comments here so you have to see on my page to get it. But they're hosting a free a free webinar for owner-operated, basically about how to make more money, how to be more efficient. You guys will see all the details in that link. I would drop the link in the podcast notes, um, you know, after this. But that's basically all I got for this Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. I will see you guys again next Monday, same place. See you later.